Hello and welcome to Ale Tales, a monthly podcast about craft beer and real ales with a sprinkling of irreverent banter. Love the sprinkling. Oh, you always do. <laughs> welcome back. How's things? All right, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you been up to? I've been travelling around these here isles. The British Isles. Them such ones. I've been to Wales and then I've been down to Cornwall. Very good. Where have you been? I have been to the very north have of you? our isles. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. For now. All the way to Durness. Still part of these isles for now. For now, yeah. yes. To the future independent nation of Scotland. Correct. Uh, stayed by Loch Ness and did a massive series of road trips. Superb. Did you see her? Uh, sadly not, oh. no, but did enjoy a very nice pint by the uh, by the loch <laughs> uh, in a particularly pretty beer garden very that nice. had a Loch Ness viewing area, Super. nonetheless. Good stuff. So due to this, we thought the theme sort of chose itself really, didn't it? It did. Thought we'd do a, a Land's End to John O'Groats type thing. <laughs> you can get that if you want. Okay, um, so yes, yeah, so, as we're doing a podcast, tonight. excellent, good, good news. So we're we're on schedule. Yeah. So I got a couple of beers from Verdant Brewing. Um, which where is, are Verdant? Where are they? They're based out of Falmouth in Cornwall. So not quite Lands End, but near enough for for my liking. And you picked up a couple of beers from from Al Tialak Ale Company, which is. Probably a desecration of the Scottish sort of Once traditional Once again, our pronunciation probably leaves a lot to be desired, but that's that's just ale tales for you, isn't it? Indeed. So, what's our running order? We are going from Land's yeah. End to John O'Groats. So, we're we? sort of bookending the, uh, this episode with our beers from our selective parts of the world. So, we're starting with the Verdant, um, collab with one of our very own, uh, Derbyshire's Buxton Brewery, which we've got a soft spot for, um, and everyone was spinning a Beeper, black, a black IPA, IPA at six point six percent, and then we fly on to the Verdant again with people do odd things, Double which is IPA. very true, indeed, very descriptive of what we're doing, uh, which is an eight percent, so a hefty start, and then we fly on to a little pit stop in native Yorkshire, don't we? Absolutely, needs um, to be done. Yeah, we nip into Yorkshire Heart in Nunmonton near York for a taste of their. The two Timmy Strawberry Blonde. Mm. That will change the pace there, 3.8%. And then we're on to uh, My Little Scottish um, Brewery's Efforts, which I'm not going to pronounce again just yet. I'll work my way up to that. But they're based near Ullapool, which is a lovely little place. You must go. Um, and we're first in on their Bilach Nabar <laughs> Session Ale. Again, Always bang on pronunciation. Yep, 3.8% that one. And then we finish on another of theirs, which is the Hector Stout. 4.7 and I can't wait and of course as always there will be a wild card but we're not going to announce that just now are we so. no but something completely different yeah before we actually get onto that before we crack it open uh, I wanted to talk about something that I drank the other day which was absolutely superb did a bit Scottish for you there very good um, yeah, it was it. a North Brewing Co and it was part of their beer festival I believe and it was a DDH IPA. Woohoo! Double D, baby. Double D. Double dry hopped IPA. Uh, and I, it was just amazing. I, I gave it 4.5 on untapped. Oh, I think my that's days. perhaps one of the highest I've ever given a beer. So, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was balanced. And that was what I really liked about it. It was hoppy and tropical, but it was also smooth, almost creamy, if you will. Oh. And it would just, oh, it went down an absolute treat. It was only two thirds. It was only a schooner. But uh, it was incredible, sir. 
Very good. How about you? You've been drinking out? Yes. Um, actually, last night, I've had there's been a few cheeky opportunities recently to have a bit more of an imbibe, and I really enjoyed getting my lips round a summer <laughs> ale. You love it. Uh, a summer ale by Wadworth Brewery. Um, yes, a southern beer that I enjoyed. Oh, goodness. This is true. They're down in Wiltshire. Um, summer ale is 3.9%. Um, it's a nice sort of um, tropical beer but it had like um, a soft bitterness to it as well it's a very rounded light fruity mm. balanced beer for the summer and i could have stayed on it forever sounds delicious i could still be drinking it now now just a bit of a tangent here but that was that was a cask yeah it was a cask yeah are you, are you still enjoying your cask yes very much oh yeah okay. yeah i think that's still the best way to enjoy beer i think i think you get a christmas with a can mm. but what about keg there? Because again, Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think I drink less keg beer than anything else. So See, I'm still trying to get my head around it. I ask because I I do think I'm moving away from cask, and I don't what? know why. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you get a lot of variation in quality, don't you, from pub to pub in terms of how it's been conditioned. That's probably part of it. I yeah, think that's it. Isn't it? Absolutely. You get consistency with cans. Mm. Converse, conversation for another day, perhaps. Then, yeah. Yeah. without further ado. <laughs> Everyone was flipping spinning. Cracker open, lad. Indeed. Let's do this. Oh, oh yeah. So I'm drinking out of my Brew York glass today. You're drinking out of your, oh, well, my... Harrogate Beer Festival Harrogate glass. Beer Festival <laughs> back in the day. Shout out to the uh, round table. Oh, thank you. Ooh, lovely. Oh, it's very black. That is dark. Black as the night. Excellent. Oh, getting aromas as well already. Oh, really? So my new favourite word... Is dank. <laughs> that's not a nice word, though, is it? And I'm getting dankness. Oh, yeah. That so mean, that sort of resinous pininess, that greenness. Do you know what I mean? Because it originated as a bit of a weed term, didn't it? But it definitely applies to dank. beer these days. Did yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting dankness off that. There's not much to go on on the can to uh, tell you what to expect. So I've no I idea. I can tell you what they say if you wish. They it's sort of foisty, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. It's a fusty, foisty. Do you know foisty is not actually a word? I always used to say it, but it's not actually a word. Sorry. Anyway, so they say bursts of citrus fruit, dank pine. Huh? Pine's and a big thing at the moment. Juicy berry it. notes atop a rich and roasty malt base, packing dark chocolate and caramel flavours. This black IPA collab with Buxton Brewery has got everyone spinning. That is really drinkable, actually. It? It's not heavy at all, and you would possibly expect it to be at 6.6 wouldn't you Ooh, that's really nice it's like a little dessert little cheeky uh, little cheeky nibble I'm going to wait before I comment on that Yeah. first impressions not overly fond of it but I like that I'll, get, I'll get back to you I'll get back to you on that what's up next bro uh, well we should probably rattle through to the news I reckon at this stage of the game let's do it so item that you had in mind, Daniel, I think, from Tother Side at World. Tother Side at World, that Asia place. Aye. Aye. So this this caught my eye uh, a few weeks back, which was about a Vietnamese man which was saved from alcohol poisoning by... An elephant. <laughs> Good guess, but no. Cheese. By the doctors pumped 15 cans of beer into his body. Wow. <laughs> and that saved his life. 
I don't think you'd get that on the NHS. No. What what was the beer? Definitely not. Uh, I want to know. It doesn't actually specify the beer, I'm afraid. (laughs) So this, I'm not going to try and go through it, but basically methanol is bad stuff. Yeah, and that's what you get when you've got alcohol poisoning. Not to be confused with menthol. No, that's okay. Yes. If, yeah, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, So, yeah, it was, he was basically dying of methanol poisoning, alcohol poisoning, and they pumped the beer in to make his body try and process some ethanol, some, yeah, a different type of alcohol. tried to make him need a wee. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So he could piss it all out. I mean, you're breaking the seal after 15 pints. You definitely would be, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I quite enjoyed that. And just the, the fact that he survived, the fact that they even tried that, I thought that was amazing. Um, I don't think it is, uh, yeah, particularly widely used, but clearly in Vietnam, they're up, they're up for that sort of thing. Yeah, thank you, Newsweek, for mm. that story. And uh, there's been a bit of, um, well, I think this is something that they've taken a strong stand on every year, but um, Camera have reiterated their message, haven't they, um, around sexist beer names. Mm. Um, banning beers with sexist beer names from the Great British Beer Festival, which um, is a fantastic occasion, I can um, say from experience. But um, When did you go there? Oh, years ago now. Uh, probably years with a, and years ago. At least one of the lads who's tuned in today, I believe. Not me. No? No. Shame. Um, yeah, what do you think of that then? Do you, that's, I mean, oh, it's hard to argue, isn't it? I'm absolutely with that. Can you? What were some of the examples? Can you remember? Uh, well, one comes to mind that I don't think was on the list is a dirty blonde. Oh, yeah. I've ordered that before. Slack Alice. Hell. Uh, which, was, <laughs> which was described as a little tart. Um, well, that might be a description of the flavour. Uh, I think it's a bit of a play on words, <laughs> isn't it? So, yeah, the whole sort of offensive, laddish imagery as well around it. I'm I'm down for that. And with that, like, I think the the brewing industry, beer in general, you know, it's not just for not just for lairds anymore, is it? It's not. I'm not. It's not. And I wouldn't condone overtly sexist messages. But I just want to add a little note of caution in that I think we take ourselves very seriously in this country now. And we're just, I think... Political correctness gone mad. I don't want to say those words <laughs> because I sound about 40 years older than I exactly. probably think I am. Um, but yeah, so like I walked into Greg's the other day. No, it wasn't Greg's. It was a bakery, another bakery chain. Thomas. And I wanted a gingerbread man. Come by a gingerbread man. Gingerbread woman. Nope. Gingerbread person. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Isn't in, isn't like ginger racist? Well, that wasn't really my issue. It's more the <laughs> the, the gender, yes. the gender issue. Who's got an issue with buying a gingerbread man or a gingerbread woman? Well, Where exactly. You oh, could just have days. Both, you? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. Mm. What's up next? Uh, well, sort of leading on for that, really. Um, believe it or not. A beer company has had to apologise for its sexist can, jokes. That can we put beer, beer company in inverted commas, please? Absolutely. We are talking about the um, culinary... Culinary? Not culinary. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the uh, 
amber nectar perfection that is skull yeah um, a can of which I had when I was about 15 and thought it was rank then. And I think I it was no massive taste. in 1972 and it's been on a downward trajectory in there. Trajectory. 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 <laughs> in the UK ever since. Mm. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's apparently brewed in license in Rwanda, um, which, believe it or not, is a country with the uh, ranked the fifth highest in the whole world for equality. And so, rightly so, they've got gender a gender... Mm. Yeah, they've got a gender minister there. Um, Can who, you pronounce his name, please? Not a chance. <laughs> Absolutely not a chance. I mean, there are far too many vowels in succession. Anyway, um, yeah, apparently um, they Skull had to apologise because um, there was a massive social media backlash to various jokes that were considered far too sexist on the, the bottles of beer. Quite why they even thought that was a thing to do. It's a bit odd, isn't it? But one of the jokes on the bottle, Daniel, would you be offended by this? I don't know. When can a woman make you a millionaire? Uh, I don't know. When you're a billionaire. Uh, okay, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Another one, um, how does a beauty queen try and kill a fish? By eating it. By putting its head in water. Oh, clever. Aren't they clever? Yeah. No, apparently not. And um, someone on Twitter said that it was frankly unacceptable and um they uh, are gonna uh, boycott skull i mean <laughs> you and the, bold rest move, of the world, isn't yeah. it <laughs> yeah exactly good stuff right so sexism out the way yes indeed on to political matters yes and my new best mate <laughs> tim martin the uh his head goes on forever <laughs> if the beer is served in Weatherspoons were as big as Tim Martin's head, then they'd be doing a better job. You'd be absolutely hammered, yeah. Uh, and I, I also pointed out, and I think you agree, don't you, that if you look at some pictures of him, he looks like Harry Enfield in Harry Enfield and Chums, particularly like a combination of Tim Nice but Dim yeah. and the slob guy. I think he's called Wayne Slob, <laughs> doesn't he? He does. He, he's he's, he's a weird looking, looking character. Yeah. Anyway, he's been at it again, chatting absolute shat. Uh, saying that he's going to slash beer prices, but only if we leave the EU in October. What are your thoughts on that? Well, he's obviously saying that he's going to celebrate us leaving the EU, which... Will be a glorious occasion. It's just another bloody, you know, popularity contest. Trying to gain a bit of bloody media coverage, isn't he? I mean... And there he is with my other best mate, Boris Johnson, in that picture. Oh, courtesy of the Daily Mail, this one. Um, No, it's Mirror... (laughs) Yes, I would not be on the daily mails. That (laughs) goodness. I mean, Boris is looking at his beer like he's never seen one before. Anyway, um, yeah, I I don't know how he thinks he's endearing himself to everyone there, but um, well, the sad thing is he probably will be endearing himself to lots of people. Cheap beer, yeah, and saying that he'll only give people cheap beer if Brexit goes through. I'm sure he'd be happy with a no deal as well. Anyway, let's not veer too closely to the sun. No. Ah, oh, no. don't even yeah. band. Um, yeah, well, while we're just capping off this section, I just want to give a shout out to one of um, Ailtel's favourite breweries. N- make no um, apologies for, for pointing it out, but Brew York, um, in 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 our great city of York, they've just um, been named best wood aged beer in the UK for their Empress Tonkoko. Tonkoko, which is a, a ferocious, like sort of coconutty. Beer, I don't it? think I've had the Empress, but I have had a Tonkoko. Yes, it's like it's like downing four double bounty bars 
in a race against time to stay alive. Sure. Yeah. Delicious in mm. my case. They are good. Um, but yeah, they won that gong at the World Beer Awards 2019. So well done, Brigio. Do we call them woo! Do we call them gongs? Uh yes. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh cool. Uh, were you gonna talk about bikini at all? Or are you not asked? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> On to the next beer. Yes. Well we go for it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my favourite sound. People do odd things. Here we go. That they do. Verdant strike two. Oh. You spill on my couch. I may have slightly spilled on your couch. Mm. Spilt. Spill it. So this has five different hoppingtons in it, doesn't it? That's madness in tons. <clears throat> Which are I mean it looks like good sitter. Looks like pineapple juice. Doesn't you, it? You look like pineapple juice. That's pineapple juice with a head. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually agree with you for once. That is the first time I'm in Eltel's podcast right, history that we agree <laughs> on something. So we've got Columbus, Simcoe, what, I don't know how to pronounce that, Waymere, Waymere, you cannot, and Ella. You cannot what? You cannot be serious. <laughs> also a brew York beer. Daniel does odd things. So the only hop which seems oh, to differ from the flavour profile of like citrusy and piney and herbally is the he, he, Ella. <laughs> And that's because it's got great, like, tropical fra- flavours, grapefruit, and star anise. That's aniseed. I'm hoping we don't get that, because I don't like aniseed. Get your nostrils around that bad boy. I already have given it a little snifter. Holy moly. Holy mackerel, Batman. There's so much going on in that. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm, I'm, oh, Jesus. I, I'm getting off just by smelling it. <laughs> You're getting off. I'm getting off the on. Yeah, I'm getting a buzz from that man. That is. Oh, <laughs> that that is interesting. That is really sort of just hit with bitterness and sweetness at the same time. I know we weren't not really going to do this till the end, but mm. that is that is quite a weighty beer in a mysteriously. Complex way. Complex. Complex is the word I was thinking. <laughs> That's what yeah. five hops will do, I guess. Exactly. But done well, because you could just throw them together and go, meh. But they clearly haven't done that. And that's what I was going to talk about. So Yeah, you've, we've had two Verdants now, Daniel. Exactly. So Verdant is is a brewery that's been around for, in fact, I should know this off the top of my head, for about six years, I think. Sure. <clears throat> and uh, they're just they're massive. They're just going from strength to strength. There were a few things that I'd noted about them, which I found very interesting. Do tell. <clears throat> Particularly their social media presence. So the fact that uh, Verdant has 33,000 followers on Instagram. Jeez, nearly as many as me. And then I, I was looking while I was down in Cornwall at um, other Cornish breweries, of which like you'll probably have heard of. So Skinner's and St. Austell. Yes, two other Cornish breweries. Oh, I don't know Skinner's actually, but obviously St. Austell. Skinner's does seem to be more popular down in Cornwall, but again, they're like they're in all the pubs and stuff. Mm. But they so Skinner's has five thousand followers, just over, and St. Austell has eight and a half thousand followers on Instagram. So this this got me thinking about like what makes a brewery like Verdant like so massive, even though you know their distribution and everything they're not they're not in pubs i mean they're not making that sort no, of beer anyway yeah, they're right, making yeah. talking about specialist beer shops beer. yeah stuff, exactly but they're not yeah 
they're not everywhere and they're not well known. Like even I was visiting people down in Cornwall and Cornish people nonetheless. Oh yeah. And he'd, he'd never heard of Burden Brewery. So, oh. and in fact... Is Fal- he a beer drinker? He's a beer drinker and he lives in Falmouth, Madness. but he's not... Yeah. But they are, they do seem to have this like sort of mythical status and um, there's another podcast called Triple Hopped, which I had listened to and it's very, very good actually. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it is good, it is good. Awful. We, uh, we're, we're rambling wafflers and, and we love it, but they, they know what they're on about. But anyway, they, they, they were talking about hype beers. So like these... That's so American. Yeah, it, it is, but that is... That's what it. That's what it's all about. And you, you know, you've got one that you're very fond of, which is Cloudwater. Yeah, and they are insanely popular at the moment. Nearly thirty-two thousand followers yeah, on Twitter. Exactly, yeah, yeah, but I mean, their their beers are works of art. Well, that's it. It's, it's the can art. It's the, but it but it is also the quality as well. It's the quality yeah. of the beer that does it. But like, I, I went to a Verdant um, Brewery, and it is just literally like a. T- a tiny little warehouse on a um, industrial estate. There's nothing. There's nothing there. So I just went in and I just went, "Can I have some beer, please?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, mate." <laughs> it was there. They were lovely, lovely people. Very, very, very. Uh, Did you mention nice that you were uh, a co-host of the UK's 54th most popular <laughs> podcast about ale produced in York? <laughs> Sadly not, I lost my nerve a bit, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, we need to work on these skills. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, so, I mean, that's where two of our beers have come from tonight. And um, yeah, and it's uh, interesting trying different stuff from different parts of the country, isn't it? Indeed. The other thing I was going to mention was the fact that they've just raised a shed load of money. 1.3, yeah, no. Million. Yeah, 1.3 million uh, to basically expand and uh is that all crowdfunding yes yeah, uh, that's incredible crowdcube.com that's amazing so they've they've raised that and they're gonna yeah basically expand and become massive i reckon three thousand hectoliters is it hectoliters hl i don't even know what beer's measured in Maybe hyperliters hyperliters uh, hyperbreweries <laughs> uh yeah so they're they're just they're just absolutely massive and I'm gonna I'm gonna come in at this point and talk about um an Antilach Ale Company um who is a well it's an enterprise that I I was intrigued by when I was up in Scotland um they're only a um a small outfit but um they seem to have won a number of awards for their stable of beers um and what I liked about them was their the, the way they present the beers, the the labelling, the packaging stuff was all quite traditional and stuff, but it screamed like a bit, you know, screamed Scottish. It was just sort of that old... Scottish! Yeah, Scottish. Um, but, yeah, it, their brewery is is set in the most beautiful place in Scotland. Oh, mate, I saw your pictures. It looked amazing. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, and um, I wasn't lucky enough to visit the brewery, I must admit, but... Um, I bought the beers at a, a really cool um, independent beer shop in Ullapool, which is a gorgeous like little um, harbour town. You're um, going to move to Scotland, aren't you? Especially, especially when it becomes the independent nation <laughs> well, I, of Scotland. I will be tempted, actually, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, David and Wilma Orr are the masterminds behind the brewery, um, and they've um, they basically crafted... Uh, 
their lands on the edge of the great wilderness for generations. Um, it's situated between Little Loch Broom and the majestic mountains of the West Highlands. Absolutely gorgeous territory, as I say. Um, but yeah, in, in 18 years ago now, they um, diversified into craft beer. Uh, and that's where what we're drinking tonight is a product of... Later. Indeed. Um, and yeah, like the you know the water for their beer comes from their doorstep. And the mo- <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Nice. <laughs> Not literally, the door, you know, off of the mountains and stuff. Um, and then they add the the malts and the hops and you know bring it all together. But um, yeah, they're, they're a nice little independent brewery that's making a big name for themselves with honest ingredients sourced locally. And that's what I love about beer. That's what I, yeah. that's what I love about it. Absolutely, I love supporting these little enterprises all yeah. over the country, producing unique stuff. And I know we haven't tasted their stuff yet <laughs> tonight, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing so. Indeed. They don't have a uh, Instagram though yet, so they don't. But they have an online shop. So um, if you're tempted by what you hear from us tonight, um, you can find them. They've got a very good uh, Facebook page as well. Um, little shout out for them. Excellent. What's yep. up next, lad? Uh, I keep being Scottish. Um, I think you had a few questions for me. We're going to go back to the old beer trivia round, I believe. Which uh, I can do that. I can uh, embarrass you like you embarrassed me the other day. Yeah, it's good fun, though. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm. I am absolutely loving people do odd things. It is good. Oh, very, very tasty. It's, it's yeah, tropical. You like you called it straight away. It's like a. Tropical fruit punch. Yeah. Are you getting anything else? Are you getting the aniseed? I don't know what that is. There's some at the end of like the pineapple f- like palette wash. You get some <laughs> at the end. It's like a wall mm. of like gentle bitterness. Do you like the mouthfeel? It's a nice little kick. I don't really get mouthfeel. I don't know what that is. How does it feel in your mouth? <laughs> Wet. <laughs> <laughs> Does generally it, moist does it stick to your tongue it no it's to not it's not clangy mm. okay clean <clears throat> right questions the term beer. beer and skittles means a like two peas in a pod b pleasure or amusement c a mistake made in the brewing process or d a midnight snack <laughs> i mean if i was going to choose any of those i'd love it to be a midnight snack because Skittles, happy days. But I think it's a mistake in the brewing process. I don't know why. It's neither of those things. It is B, pleasure or amusement. The term beer and Skittles is a British idiom that refers to pleasure or amusement. As in, life isn't all beer and Skittles. I've literally never heard anyone say that. Skittles is a pub game similar to bowling (laughs) that has been played in England since medieval times. To play, nine Skittles, blah, blah, blah. You're in education. Don't need to know about Skittles. Uh... In terms of beer, oh, this one's going to test your knowledge. In terms of beer, the acronym IBU stands for A, International Beer University, B, <laughs> Infused <Sign me> up. <laughs> Barley Units, or C, International Beer Unit, or D, International Bitterness Unit. International Bitterness Unit. Correct, Amundo. Oh, oh, yes. How did you know that? From my vast depths, my well of beer knowledge. Correct. So the IBU scale provides a measure for the bitterness of a beer, which is created by the hops. We should maybe start talking more about IBUs and things. We should, but we but don't, don't then know we a great pretend deal. we know we know what we're talking about. I think that's the joy, though, isn't it? Just like yeah. 
we know some things, but probably not as much as most people, many people. But what's the fun in knowing Well, kids? exactly. <laughs> Live by the seat right, of one your pants. Or this. the feel of your mouth, is in Beer's case. Quite. A labirophilist... Labi- lab- <laughs> labirophilist... I met her someone, in the Congo last year. Someone who, A, knows everything about beer, B, fears beer... C, collects beer bottle labels, or D, loves to brew beer. I've lost the plot at this point. What was the... Um, a lab, lab, labiophilist is someone who knows everything, fears beer, collects beer bottle labels, or loves to brew beer. Fear beer? That's just absolute madness. Well, that'd be phobia, surely, so it's not that one. Yeah. What was the first one? Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> knows everything about beer. Uh, yeah, I reckon it's that. It's not. Right. It's <laughs> collect, collects beer bottle labels. A lebi- Labels. Labiorf. Labiorf. <laughs> also known as labologist. That's a lady's part. So. Is a person who collects beer bottle labels. Paper labels first appeared at blah, blah, blah. Do you know how hard it is to peel a beer label intact? Yes. It's very hard. Yes. I tried to collect beer labels at university because I'm sad. Well. Um, and I gave up very quickly I because used to, destruction. I used to peel the labels off beer bottles as well, but not to collect them. Just because I was sexually frustrated. <laughs> and that's a story for a very, very different podcast. But thank you, Daniel. So there's strawberry numbers, quite strawberry. It's very strawberry. The two Timmy's Strawberry Blonde by Yorkshire Heart at the Monkton. Do you get anything else other than strawberry from that? I get it. There's like, there is a blonde beer there. Mm. And then it goes to... A massive hit of strawberries. I don't, I don't want to slag these guys off. Obviously, we've just talked about, or you've talked about, how mm. you like little independent breweries and all that Absolutely. sort of stuff. Absolutely. And I do think these guys do some good beer, but for me, <clears throat> they do. This just... reminds me of like a roller cola, but like a strawberry aid. Do you know what I mean? Like not even. A, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not to, great. to be fair, I think it does what it tells you it's going to do. <sighs> just not in a great way. I think, I don't think I've tried many strawberry beers before, but I don't think particularly I'm drawn to it, actually. I'm not, I'm not going to be returning <laughs> to that. Oof. I think strawberry is a very sweet, sweet flavour, isn't it? The less said about that, the better. Okay. Right, what do we say next? The Hector. I need to... No, re- we're coming to that last minute. Oh. Because that's the hefty stout. We're going to the Bilak Nabar, which is a, a session. I'll be like your bar. Oh, you'd love to. You're not even ready. I am ready. Eddie. Should probably rinse that, but hey ho. So I was going to talk to you about my new favourite passion. Oh yeah, which is cl- glasses. Oh, you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did the like a pro section last week, which we talked about. What did we talk about? No, not last week. Last month. That was pouring down the glass, wasn't yes, it? Yes, that was it. Which so, I've tried to do since. Rigidly. It, it does work, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. Have you had bad belly any less? Mm, I've not particularly one for mm. bad belly. Okay, good. There you go. It's pouring <coughs> so, down the glass. Anyway, so this section, I think, is very helpful to the masses at large. Yep. And uh, my, yeah, my latest obsession is beer glasses, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Try me. Easy one to start off with. What would you use a Stein for? Uh, a Pilsner. 
Um, yeah, I guess so. Definitely it, it says, well, I mean, it says ales, lagers, and box, but I, I would say a pilsner. Box. What about a, a vison? Vason. Oh, a big, sexy stem glass. Yeah. Like, well, not stem, but like really thin at the bottom. Thin at the bottom. Blossoms at the top. Yeah. They're beautiful glasses. Yeah. I do like good vice beer. We don't have enough vice beers on um, hotels. We don't. We I should. think we should we introduce. Ought. We could do a whole vice beer episode. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. What about a schnifter? <laughs> a schnifter? What would you use a schnifter glass? Don't look. Don't cheat. It's <laughs> not like a fat bottom glass. You're a fat bottom glass. Wow. Oh. We did that thing again. What, where we both drank at the same time? Yeah. We love doing that. That is a welcome return to, um, no offence to any of what we've had until now, but that is a proper return to proper... Ale. Ale, yeah. Mm. A sessionable ale. Yeah, very light, hoppy session ale is Mm. how it's described with a clean, refreshing character. Oh, I could actually neck that, like... That's nice, isn't it? It's one of those beers I could just drink, like, within five seconds. Yeah. (laughs) That's made to be sucked by do, the masses. Do you dare me? Do you dare me? I do dare you. And to I'm drink no the rest doubt of the bottle. Capable. No, because okay. I want more. <laughs> what about a stonge? A stonge? A stonge. A chuffage. Stonge. Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> so this bit, oh, lovely. That's great. You're great welcome, listeners. Radio, yeah. You're welcome. So um, it's a, a straight glass, straight up and down. You're going to sneeze again. Okay, yeah. sneeze again. <laughs> it's a, oh, <coughs> there we go. There we go. Excuse me. Thank you. Sorry, listeners. So for those of you that don't know, Ben, <laughs> this happens. Well, there was a debate as to whether it's too much beer no, it's or just, just too much food. Yeah. <coughs> so we have... Excuse oh, me. God, good grief. <laughs> So we have just had a pizza, so clearly he's full of pizza and beer now. Uh-huh. So I'm fine. You, you still haven't told me what a stonge is for. I have no ideas. So t- Turn away. Face <laughs> away. Get out of the room. Excuse me. Oh, my God. This is not what I would be communicating on now. Um, a stonge. I've no idea. It sounds like it's got a weight to it. It sounds like it's a fat bottom glass. No. Which you'd pour something dark into. No. Go on, then. It's for a goosberry. Oh well, that's why I don't know, because mm. I'm not I'm not a goose. What about a goblet? A goblet? Oh, that's just ale, isn't it? That's like a golden ale. Belgian ale. No. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Like delirium tremens. Duval. Duval. Indeed. Do you remember you bought me a um, glass? Quack glass. A quack glass. Yeah. I haven't used that as much as I should have. But then, Belgian beers seem to have. Gone the way of the dinosaur. Well, I think they're still around, aren't they? They're still hugely popular. It's just um, we've got so much more variety in our own country now. Whereas before, that was the exotic choice. Whereas now, you know, an exotic choice might be a a dipper. (laughs) Would you like, while you're sneezing away... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> would you like some uh, seems this is supposed to be a Land's End to John O'Groats <laughs> podcast oh is it would you would you like some facts about Land's End to John O'Groats sure dear listener thank you for bearing with us but bearing with us you just sneezed in their faces five times yeah well it's endearing okay how long do you think it is Land's End to John O'Groats 
Uh, now we're in Scotland, by the way, so... 500 miles. Oh, you're way off, like lady. The, the shortest the possible route, according to Wikipedia, very reliable, of is course. 838 miles. Damn. Damn, boy. How many days would that take to walk? Um, I'm going to tell you that in a second if you shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> the first people to walk it were John and Robert Naylor. When they walked it in... 14 years. <laughs> no, not... <laughs> what year oh, did they do it in? 19... No. 18... Yes. 72. Oh, my Christ! I honestly did not tell him that. It's 1871. Is it? Yeah. Very well done. What was number one in 1871? What was number one? Yeah. In the charts? What was on Top of the Pops that week? Bach. <laughs> Beethoven. In, 19, in 1960, in the 1870s. Billy Butlin, off of Billy Butlin's, Butlin. oh, right, okay. organised a road walking race which popularised the idea of actually walking land under John O'Groats. Did you know that? We have Billy Butlin to thank for that. Can you pour me some more beer, please, while I'm reading? Yeah, you? good. Um, and the record for cycling it was by Andy Wilkinson. Well done, Andy. Oh, nice uh, and it took 41 hours, 4 minutes and 22 seconds. That is impressive. It's it is. Really impressive. Do you reckon he was pissed off that he didn't do it in under 41 hours? No, 40 hours. Would he have done it? Yeah. Uh, no, because... In under 41 hours. I would imagine... Hold on, right. Hold on, yeah. Did he... Break a record, set that record. Because he's just the first person to do it. That's the who current the fuck record. Would do that. That's the um, current record, mate. Is there a record for? How long would it take to hop that distance? Uh, I don't have that uh, information in front of me. I do have Sorry. a running record, though. Do you want oh, to yeah. guess at that? Uh, yes. So if cycling took forty-one hours, mm-hmm. then running is going to take at least <laughs> three <laughs> times <laughs> that. Yeah, three at times. Least three at times least three At least. Uh, 150 hours. Uh, I have days here, not hours. That's, do you do the math? I will not do <laughs> your the question. math. You do the math. I will not do the math. Well, that's like six days, isn't it? It's nine days, two hours. And that was by Four. Andy Rivet, although I think it should be taken away from him because his name is spelt with an I, as in Andy, and I, A-N-D-I. Should men's names be spelt with an I? Only has Andy Peters got an I. I well, he shouldn't exist either. <laughs> he was on. T- Sorry, Andy Peters. I actually loved you. He was on TV this morning, and he looked exactly the same as he did when I was a child. Racist. No, he's just got youth on his side. Yeah, no, he's he's a good-looking boy. Unbelievable. He's frozen in time. So that's the running record: nine days, two yeah. hours, for Andy Rivet with an I. Did they stop but, to sleep? But he had a big crew, yeah, he had a big crew with him. Whereas solo running, as in with a pack on, a backpack, was Dan Driver, great name. What was in his backpack? Supplies. What supplies? I don't know. Is that not in your book? No. <laughs> it's not, no. But it took him just over 17 days to do that, by himself. Well, I hope he felt happy with that achievement. It's a strange thing to do. I'm sure he bloody well did. Um, do you want to know how else it's been done? Sure. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, um, yeah for real. Because it's not nicely. hopping, apparently. Oh. That's all I want. The as far as I know, record. it's not been hopping. Go on. So it's been done by horse, 
swimming, stand-up paddleboarding. Hold on, swimming? Yep. All around the coast? Yep. All the way up? Yep. <coughs> How long Sta- did that take? I haven't got that information in front of me. Stand-up oh. paddleboarding, or in Cornwall, they, they call it supboarding, which I did while I was there, by the way. How do you stand-up paddleboard mm, all the way? Don't know. I got about oh, 10 metres and then fell off. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me. Uh, wheelchair. Well done. Okay. Yeah. Skateboard. Yeah. Car. Public transport. Hitchhike. Car? That's not an achievement. Well. How was that I think an achievement? It, I think it was like back in the day when they were a bit shit. Like but there were no cars on the road then. Yeah, but it was like... Yeah, what? It broke down and to fix it. I'm not interested. All right. And so hitchhiking, I think that's quite impressive because nobody picks you up anymore. No. As we experienced in the Balkans. <laughs> Where was that? Where were we outside? What city were we at? Was we we trying to get to Sofia in Bulgaria. We, we were in Serbia in Niche. Yes. And we were trying to get to Bulgaria. And some fella Sofia. in the hostel was like, here's a map. This is where you need to go. All yeah. the trucks stop there. You'll yeah. be fine. And... Uh, no. I got sunstroke. We both got sunstroke. We were not well. We not were not well. well at all. That was the end of the trip for me, really. I think <laughs> I was moody from that point on. And we had to travel back into Niche. We got a bus out there, didn't we, to this spot where you're supposed to hitchhike. And then we got a bus back. Yeah. Having stood in the sun for about four hours. Yeah. That was a good day. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one. It's actually, it's actually the worst one of them all, really. In a straight line. Somebody just tried to go as straight as possible, like over... Oh, I fucking love that. Over, over field and dale. That is ace. I mean, yeah. you're going to walk over buildings. You, they must have there walked There is no buildings, way yeah. there is a... As the crow flies. Well, they had to um, cross by via kayak. And it was like, yeah. I love that. Point, yeah. I love the determined stupidity of that. Indeed, indeed. Who is the guy who did that? Uh, I don't have that information oh, in front of me. <laughs> I right, know. get the stout cracked. Crack the stout. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. The hectol. And the only other fact I have for you, and again, I'm going to ask you to guess. Try me. The youngest person to do Land's End to John O'Groats. Age 16. Four. Four? Cycled it. Henry Cole. Does that make you feel like really like inadequate? No. How, how old are you now? A four-year-old ne- shouldn't 36. be bothered about stuff like that. They just shouldn't what have you be achieved? aware of <laughs> I did a 10K once. That was very harsh, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? <laughs> a four-year-old? What? I know. It is mental. It's a bit like that feeling where you think you might be a professional footballer until the point that you see Wayne Rooney as a 16-year-old playing for Everton. That was my that was my moment where you I was like... You thought you were going to be a footballer? I thought there was still a chance. There was still a chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fact I've ever learned about you. I thought there was still time, maybe. But like obviously now, oh, bless. even if I was a footballer, I'd be retired. <laughs> so the time's definitely gone. But yeah, so for me, like age four, he's achieved more than I have at, at, at that age. That's crazy. The oldest, although there is still time, as this guy will show. The oldest chap to the oldest chap. make the journey. Yep. 89. Uh, no, it's actually younger than that. It's 74. That's poor, isn't it? <laughs> right. I was expecting more. Age, age 70, we're going to try and do it. Fine. I mean, yeah. Do you want to run it? No. Walk it? 
we hop it? We set the if you world really, record for hopping it. If you really want to hop it. It might can, take three years. We can hop it, bro. Okay. Let's do that. So we're on to our fifth and final beer of the evening. Oh, we are. The Hector, a smooth Scottish stout named after the ship that scaled from Ullapool to Pictou, Nova Scotia in 1773. That's three years before the War of Independence began. Indeed. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right, 1776, yeah. About 100 years before <coughs> Gary walked from John Gritch to Land's End. Way around. <laughs> Was it Gary? Yeah. Oh, okay. It took him 14 years, remember? <laughs> Excellent. Good. I, I really like this. I really like this. I do. I'm surprised, Daniel, because you're not always a fan of the darker beers, are you? No. My biggest... So what does it for you with darker beers? <sighs> what does it need to be? And is this it? I like a certain smoothness. I don't like too bitter an aftertaste. I don't think you generally get that with a dark beer. Well, all right, I'm talking about that um, black IPA. Okay. It didn't quite hit my nugget spot. It was smooth, but the notes are a bit more pronounced than this, I would say. It's a bit more subtle, is this? Mm. Um, I, I get a bit of licorice with this one. Which Ooh. I didn't get with the other one, you know. I don't like licorice, but I ah. don't get it. Mm. Interesting. No, I'm getting like chocolatey almost coffee notes. Mm. I really like it. I don't get any coffee with that. I get a bit of chocolate. Mm. I get licorice, though. A lot of licorice. A lot of laughs. A lot of, a lot of licorice. No, I definitely get a that sort of bitter, slight bitter bite. I don't know whether that's hidden. It's a nice smooth one. Hidden depths in there. But yeah, excellent. <clears throat> Very good. So what we thought we'd do with our rankings is say what we've given the top five, well, the five we've drunk, mm. and then try the wild card. Ooh, the wild card. And then the wild card can only knock off one of the five if we so choose. That's the only way it can get into the rankings. The wild card. <laughs> There's a sensuous whisper. Uh-huh. <laughs> you do that to me off my turn as well. <laughs> <clears throat> Should we talk about what the wild card is or are we going to save mm. that? Should we do the rankings first? All right, let's do the rankings and then we'll... Okay. Yeah. So, in at number five, Daniel. Number five, sadly. Yorkshire, great brewery. Not a particularly fantastic strawberry beer. Too... too pronounced in the sweet sweetness of the strawberry for me yeah i'd agree it's it's, it's a very literal conversion um mm. and you know again i'm always very defensive of these things i think just for me the strawberry strawberry beers just don't work for me it's the first time i've dabbled in one to be honest and um yeah i like strawberries i like strawberries and cream yeah I don't really like strawberry. The branding beer. on the bottle is very nice, actually. It's very eye-catching. Um, what was it your missus said to you earlier? Yeah, there's two There's two fellas on there, one with quite a square jaw and glasses, and the other with... I don't know, he looks like Jarvis Cocker with a slightly elongated head and a big blonde wig. And apparently that's what looked like me if I had blonde hair, which is completely untrue. And I'm supposed to be the other bloke, am I? Yeah, I don't think it's a particularly great appraisal. Um... <laughs> Well, yeah, no, but there you go. It's it's in a number five. Maybe one day and we'll have our face on a bottle. Maybe, maybe. You never know. So that's number five. Yep. 
Number four. Number four was, um, am I correct, Daniel? It's We've agreed on this. Everyone was spinning. Yeah. Which was the collab between Verdon and uh, Buxton. Mm. The Bipper. Mm. What, what did you make of that then? I just didn't get much of the IPA through. It was too... Did you? I think there was just... I did enjoy it. Definitely, I enjoyed it, but... I don't it, know if there's just a bit too much going on, actually, all at one time. Here's what I wrote down many, many hours ago when we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> really cranked up the dank. <laughs> bit of an aftertaste. Not wholly unpleasant, but I don't get to the citrus or berry, just dark chocolate caramel maltiness. Which isn't always a bad thing, but as Ben always points out, I don't particularly like a darker beer. It has to be a very certain taste for me. You know what? I didn't get the berries either. No. I, but I wrote that I got smooth caramel and dark chocolate sort yeah. of taste. Uh, a hint of coffee, a bit of finish. Fairly satisfying. Um, actually, a rare dark that was almost sessiony. Um, mm. But actually, having the later dark in this, as we're going to come to, I, I think I, I'd revise my opinion. Mm. But um, I did write, I'm not sure entirely what it's doing to my insides. <laughs> God only knows. <laughs> I don't think that's just because there's so much going on. So it was nice. It's yeah. It's 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 a brave collab. Enjoyed it, but yeah, in at number four. Correct. Number three was hit me. Hit me with your rhythm stick. It was indeed the Bilach Nabar, which is the light hoppy session ale with a clean, refreshing character, and that basically does sum it up for me i said that it was very suppable not too complex nothing to confuse you in there but it was very drinkable yeah it was a good honest beer wasn't it yeah um yeah it had like <laughs> it sounds like really primitive and like a criticism but almost a straw like quality yeah which is very simple yeah. and delivered exactly what you wanted a beer with that description to to do it's a very good sort of um solid golden Flavoured one, quite earthy for me. Um, mm. You know, bit of simplicity in a complicated beer world. Even with a hint of honey, I, I thought, say, which I isn't just, necessarily I just on read the... a waft of honey there. Yeah, a bit of a waft of honey. Mm. I don't. That's not on the label, but you know, I got that. Yeah. Good honest beer, that really yeah. good. I could Solid. imagine like hiking a big old mountain in Scotland and then oh. having a couple of bottles. A Munro. A what? A Munro. Oh, as they call them there. Sure. Yeah. Is that actually what a mountain is? Yeah, it's got one row. Is it? Yeah, yeah. They're all called uh, Ben as well. Ah, Respect. Respectognised. Yes. So we're into the top tier, Daniel. This is the reveal all, because everyone can guess what the final one is if we choose number two. That's true. The number two is the one we are currently drinking, Woo. which is a very, very tasty stout. Just a, a smooth... Just, yeah, again, simple. I, th- I feel like this brewery just makes yeah. very simple beers. Just, but, but it's great. But they nail it, don't mm. they? It's brilliant. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't even like this sort of beer, but... But what's interesting, I get a lot of licorice from this, and you, you hate what? licorice. I am starting to get that. Too. I am starting to get that, but so how does it, that it works. For you? Because, like, you know, some people have... Some people hate tomatoes, but they'll have it on pizza, or I don't... Yeah, do you know what I mean? Okay. Or like, and your tastes change, don't they? Yeah, they do. Did you they like do. olives when you were young, younger? But, um, no, I didn't really did you like know them they now? existed. Yeah, I love them. Okay, there you go. See? Right. So maybe I like licorice. Ginger, that's my new thing. 
Not that that's in this beer. That's not a new thing. No, my new thing. Like, I now like ginger. You've always liked ginger. (laughs) Drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Flavours. (laughs) Mm. So that definitely gets it. So... Yeah, thank you, Hector. We've got fresh glasses, so we don't have to go rinse these ones out. Hold on, hold on. Oh, hello, hello. What is our number one? And why are we so excited? (laughs) Why was this number one? Nearly forgot. A wonderful beer. Let's up the game here. Come on. This was People Do Odd Things. Verdant, People Do Odd Things, 8%. Yes. It was absolutely class. So I wrote, again, many hours ago, it looks, smells, and tastes incredible. Tropical, magical juice, and it's got a heavy mouth feel. (laughs) Which I tried to point out to you earlier. Yeah. And then off microphone, you were like, ah, I kind of sense something in my (laughs) mouth now. There was a denseness to it yeah. in a beautiful way. It's like there's tropical depth. Usually a tropical tasting beer is quite light mm. and summery and is sessiony. This isn't sessiony and it's heavy, it's complicated, but it's there's a lot of like there's a lot of subtlety to it as well. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just a very nice tropical beer, a heavy drink, one you can get involved in. Really enjoyed it. That's gotta be one of my favourite number ones actually yeah. of all our episode yep. so far that rivals the beer i was talking about earlier the uh the, the ddh ipa um that that was yeah both both of those beers are up there with mm. two of the best beers i've drunk possibly ever well deed yeah so this is where it gets interesting well quite we so whop out the wild card let's whop it out flat on the table so it's a thornbridge florida vice <laughs> Which is a hazy raspberry shower. Would you like a hazy raspberry shower? No. So it sounds horrible. They say it's a hazy and refreshing fruit sour that is bracingly tart, pours with a pinkish hue, and is absolutely brimming with the flavour of fresh raspberries. So we've not really had a sour, have we? No. So no. we've had what milkshake IPAs. We've had oh, yes. stouty type things. Yeah, but some I mango thought, efforts. Yeah. I thought this would be a good effort as a oh yeah yeah new really. boundaries yeah oh, very nice very I mean, nice that looks like <laughs> it sounds we, like raspberry aid. yeah exactly we've gone from a strawberry aid to a raspberry aid, but that is there's a really sort of dense viscosity to that well. this viscosity yes mm. Oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you haven't even tasted it. I can't. Um, oh, I don't know. Who came up with this idea? I don't, well, we we have just gone from a stout to it. I'm going to just have a little rinse. We've gone from honest. licorice to yeah. off fruit. Mm-hmm. I don't... I Seriously, I wish... Honestly, if a listener is tuning in and knows why this happened please tell me why this how it happened because i don't understand this as a concept but you know open mind let's try it without you drink without sort of returning to whole men women sexism beer argument i do think this appeals more to a female drinker really generally yeah i can't imagine my other half enjoying this my missus does enjoy more of a sort of fruity sour beer. I don't mm. understand who the sour appeals to. So, for, mm, yeah, for for you, 
Is that getting anywhere on the list? No, nowhere near. No, not even number five. No, I've got a prejudice against sour beer, apparently. <laughs> I would actually have to agree with you. I'd, um, yeah. Maybe, you see, I do this every couple of months to try a sour beer, because yeah. I'm like, no, don't be so close-minded. But, and then try it and go, yeah, there's a reason why. Indeed. Is that the first indeed of the show? Right at the end? Possibly. I think I've... Drop the ball there. <laughs> Drop the ball. But yeah, thank you for joining us. It's been another episode. Episode two of season two. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, if you've got this far, then what's wrong with you? Congratulations. Um any new listeners, of course, you can find us at um Tales Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow, show your friends, come back again, and we will talk more nonsense. Guaranteed. Thanks. Tiraz. See ya. Thank mm-hmm. you.